Okay, kids, let's go. There has been an awakening. Have you felt it? Hello, what have we here? Hello. Holy shit. Thanks, C3 penis face and R2 dickhead. Hello there. Looking. Found someone you have, I would say. <laughs> May the force be with us. Fucking A. Good to Galaxy Rose Roger Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. My name's Mova. I am Jermaine Goody. We are here with me now. Oh my god, 301. <laughs> Live with you. Salutations. Um, episode 301. It's yeah, good. Man. Yeah. It's been a long time to see, man. I haven't seen you so forever. We haven't done two episodes in a week in a long time, so. Mm. It feels fresh, man. Uh, do you listen back to it yet, by chance, while you were driving? Our back last to episode, episode 300? I don't think so. Oh, okay. I do. Eventually, we'll listen back to ours, but I did while I was walking and was just ruminating more on Kenobi, so we can talk about that a little bit. You know, since it's a Star Wars podcast and that's the only new Star Wars thing coming out. Well, actually, Ahsoka, I don't know if you saw the news, The uh, has officially begun production, I think, today. Oh, nice. So, Glad to see that is still happening. Yeah, Star Wars uh, posted something on Twitter or an Instagram or whatever, but it's just a uh, film chair and it says Ahsoka on the back of the chair with a... Very nice. Dick Dastardly cowboy hat hanging amongst. Oh, a cowboy hat, eh? Well, I'm assuming that's Filoni. Oh. He wears that really cool hat. Now we know who Cad Bane is based off of. But, uh, you know, but who's Dave Filoni based off of? To be completely honest, <laughs> I'm glad that they're at least showing us this because that means they're moving ahead with it. Unlike a lot of other things like, well, yeah. canceled. Yeah, I just I'm not, I'm not a marketing expert or anything. I just I guess I don't get their strategy. Um, because last year when Marvel announced their like thirty thousand projects, Disney also or Star Wars also announced theirs, and they were like, "Yeah, we're getting Visions and Acolyte and Droids and Ahsoka and Rangers and all this stuff," and we already had Andor and Mandalorian and Boba Fett slated. So sometimes I yeah. just wonder like. Are they holding it back on purpose because they only have so much? I don't know. I just feel like they need something to get us. Well, here as I talk, celebrations in two weeks. So, but yeah, you, celebration you know, you know and Kenobi, I mean. celebration and Kenobi, two yeah. weeks. Yep. So I'm sure that'll smack us in the face. We'll, we'll we'll become good, obedient Star Wars fans again once the Kenobis comes out. It has to smack us in the face. I know that's kind of how we left left uh, last week's episode, but like, it is there is a requirement for this show to blow me away, and I, I hate going in with expectations, but they're the after ones after everything. Like, I have to have some expectations for this. Like, this everything absolutely. hinges on on Kenobi. It's like your most popular character in one of your most popular time eras with all of us prequel fans now growing up, and. You just, you have, the stakes are high and so on. I mean, Kenobi is a beloved character across trilogies. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's one of the only ones that can do it. Yep. Other than Palpatine, it's like Palpatine, Yoda, and Obi-Wan. Right. 
and now retroactively Ahsoka does cross into many of those as well but um, you know of course she's not in the OT so even though she's in the background somewhere now yeah she's lurking there in that time frame isn't that cool though it's very cool isn't that really cool because that adds more to like episode 4 where it feels so innocent but now that we've gotten where we are it's like well, Ahsoka's still out there as a non broken Jedi-esque whatever she considers herself yeah. She's still out there lingering. You know, it's not just Darth Vader and, and Palpatine. Man. I, I think make they're you... going to crack something open with Kenobi. I think we're going to see a glimpse of fallen Jedi crossing paths with each other mm-hmm. and their inability to be like, hey, <laughs> for, how dumb, for how dumb that sounds, but you know what I'm saying, like, to just to to acknowledge each other would put each other in grave danger because one of them might be tracked, which you know you never know, you never know. So it's it's literally like you can't even head nod. You you make eye contact, you fucking move along. Do we know uh, for certain when Ahsoka's show is taking place? Is it around the time of Mando? I don't know. I mean, I assume her asking about Thrawn is kind of the lead into that show, right? But I don't know if that's been confirmed. That it's going to take place in that time period. Um, um, but yeah, because I've oh, always... here. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I don't know how accurate this is, but it says Ahsoka's appearance in The Mandalorian leading up to her own spinoff series. Uh, Ahsoka, it takes place five or so years after episode six. Okay. Yeah, so same So time. the same, yeah, same rough timeline as Mando and Boba. Well, that's fair. That makes total sense. Where I was going with all that was like, we've wondered why... You know, obviously she left the Jedi. She cut ties. But she doesn't make any moves to kind of regroup with anyone throughout all of the OT until we see her in Mandalorian. Isn't that pretty crazy? Because we one of the obviously most devastating things is when she walks away from the Jedi. Yeah. And then we see her as Fulcrum, kind of on the outskirts, helping out the rebellion. But, I mean, she gets involved. Of course, I'm speaking out of my ass because I still haven't watched all of Rebels, but I know she gets involved quite deeply, but she doesn't like stay with them. She moves on and yep. kind of becomes a ghost again. And then the the last thing we see her in is Boba Fett, which first of all sounds fucking dumb because we got to go to a series called Boba Fett to learn about the Jedi. I don't know, whatever. Um, but, you know, long story short, <laughs> short stories longer. Um, you know, she made that full revolution of leaving the Jedi. Now she's back with the Jedi, but it's right. the next generation. Yeah. God, that it, and that really did. I know, I I know, I was just shitting on it, but that episode in Boba Fett, my God, watching oh- Ahsoka and and Luke just chat. Yeah, it's like a really cool side mission during that show. Like you, you could watch that episode by itself. Absolutely. And just like the little, the little facial expressions when she mentions mentions his dad or something mm-hmm. like that, you just you're like, oh man, there's a lot here. Like, yeah, whew, he doesn't know how to feel. He doesn't know if he's the right tr- doing the right thing. He doesn't know if he's up to it. Should he be following Yoda who failed on his own? Mm-hmm. Like, why why should I take notes from Yoda because he fucked up right. royally? Should I be listening to Ben? Maybe I don't know. He, he fucked up pretty, <laughs> and it, it sucks because I don't. I wouldn't even like blame 
Obi-Wan. I'll, I'll ask this question. Who is <laughs> to blame for the Jedi falling? I know, obviously, Palpatine, but they did it to themselves. We've well, always argued that. Yeah, it's too comp- It's been an on- It was an ongoing, like, thousand-year downfall. It's too hard to pin it down. Um, well, I mean, Yoda's in charge, so you got to blame him. Oh, yeah. That's I'm, that's who I'm pointing <laughs> my finger at. If the country falls, you blame the president. I mean, that's just how that's it. I mean, it's valid, but also... It's, it's of course, the fall of an ideology. It's not a fall of a single person. Right, or even just that generation of Jedi. Like I said, that's what I mean. It's like, it's built up over however many years. And I put episode one on in the background today, and, you know... Good. It, Qui-Gon presented Anakin to the council for training, and they said no. Um, but he was arguing, you know, this this kid has the, the most midichlorians I've ever seen in a fucking being. Uh, he might have even been, you know, birthed by him. Mm-hmm. And then that's where, of course, Mace and Yoda jump to conclusions and say, wait, you're talking about the chosen one. You think this boy's the chosen one? And right. it's like the idea of living, looking for this prof- prophecy mm-hmm. that doesn't exist, that they're just trying to... You're trying to apply all that to individual exactly. people. It, exactly. It's yeah. like I mean to to cross paths. It's like a religion looking for the for Jesus to return and just waiting for someone that fits what Jesus is in their head. Yep. That's exactly what the Jedi did. They're like, oh, you know, the chosen one. He's got to be really strong and you know, a natural with the Force. Well, this kid, you know, was birthed by the shit, so fucking yeah. sign him up. Yeah, we've talked about that before. How like <clears throat> the perceived pressure of the Jedi on Anakin did as much damage. As, a, as Palpatine, you know, everyone, the yeah. weight of him having to be the chosen one and, you know, be the best Jedi and do all this stuff. Obviously, he's struggling with the shit behind the scenes, which comes out over time. But, I mean, that pressure is just as bad as anything else. Yeah. Honestly. Puts, pushes him to a breaking point. Um, back on Ahsoka for a second, like, I was... I always wonder what she's doing behind the scenes. So her show's not happening until Mando era, but I wonder if she will make an appearance in Kenobi or like maybe there'll be some some gossip about her. Oh, yeah. They'll mention some something about Fulcrum. Yeah. And Obi-Wan will sit there and just like... Ah. Uh, let's see. Mm. Curious. <laughs> Except he's hammered, so he can't say that word. Chorus. <laughs> Another one, please. Uh, you know, I used to be a Jedi. <laughs> yeah, on Tatooine, it's getting that point. You could just. They're probably like, oh, yeah, I'm sure you did, Ben. Dude, no joke. Everybody who's born and raised on Tatooine should legitimately see the Skywalkers as gods. There's been two of them from your planet, or they've- devils. Well, from some point of view. Because they keep coming back and fucking up their towns, man. Like, get out of here, Jedi. Well, no, the Skywalkers. Anakin won. Trouble follows them. Uh, Anakin came back and murdered an entire, like, tribe of native Tatooinians. Yeah. (laughs) Who doesn't? I did that in KOTOR every chance I got. Yeah, you got to get those gaffy sticks, dude. They're worth like $100 (laughs) each. They're a bunch. 100 credits each. I don't know. No, I mean, like, from a certain point of view, yes, they are, like, super-powered fucking superheroes. But at the same time, they just bring destruction wherever they go. So, Must must be something in the sand. Just like the fucking Avengers. Because they don't have water. You know, the the saying is, must in water. Oh, 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 
So, must be something in the moisture and oh, the no. humidity. Where'd you hear that one? <laughs> I want to blame oh Shinobi God. for that joke. Thanks one of the most Shinobi. underrated relationships is Anakin and Sebulba in episode one. Uh, underrated how? What do you mean? I just think Sebulba represents a lot more than a shit-talking Doug. Yeah. it's That's how slaves are treated. Yeah. On the outer rim. And, it's, and it plays out in front of us in Sebulba talking shit, talking down to him. You're going to get sold, you stupid little bitch. I think he says something along those points. I think that's a verbatim quote. And yeah. he even cheats in in the race just to prove his point that Anakin ain't shit. Right. Um, you know, obviously that's why it bites him in the ass, but, you know, the force be willing. Everyone gets their comeuppance eventually. You can't escape it. Yeah, I just, I, I really do. You know, every time Sebulba's on screen, I'm like, dude, this is, yep. this is the sharpening of the Anakin stick per se. Right. He's been dealing with all this bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's it's crazy because I think even Watto treats him better than than Sebulba. Like Watto's like, yeah, yeah. Cl- clean my shit, go home, be be happy, you know, eat some food. And Sebulba's like, you ain't worth it, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Whatever, dude. I don't know. Episode one. Would have been nice to be a fly on the wall when all those decisions were, were being made during the I making mean, of it. The the documentary, I think, like the behind the making of a documentary is so esteemed. I think you can get all of those feelings from that. Yeah. Which I do want to watch. I haven't seen that in a long Oh, I do have that Blu-ray set. There's like seven DVDs or Blu-rays in that. Set. Yeah, it should be on there. Um, I forgot about that. Yeah, I watched oh. all of those behind-the-scenes stuff. Like when we got when that set came out and we bought them all it was like 2010 or 11. Yeah, something. Uh, so it's been a while. It's been almost 10 years since I've seen any of those behind-the-scenes, man. In front of the screen, <laughs> on screen. Um. So yeah, Kenobi, man, it's coming out. It's a thing. We'll see. We'll see. I'm eager. I really am. And I, I was forgetting until somebody uh, asked me, you know, are you excited about Kenobi? When's it coming out? Blah, blah, blah. I remembered. I was like, oh, yeah. Starting with two episodes, dude. Like, yeah. We could be kicking off into a high gear real quick. That's what That's what I'm hoping. And that's part of my expectation. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just been in. in I, I didn't even sit and watch episode one. I just kind of put it on and you know caught random bits of it. Sure. Yeah. And uh, the droid army, it just speaks speaks to me. Yeah, dude. I love the the droid army. It it I don't. It's funny saying that that it like represents the prequels to me because the rest the other two movies are literally about the clones. But it, like when I see the droid army, I, I, I immediately go to well episode one and two at least. Yeah, it puts you in those vibes. And even episode three, you know. Yeah, they're there. They're sprinkled through. And the entire Clone Wars cartoon. I mean, Roger, Grievous Roger. is basically a droid army in himself. That is true. Man, can you imagine, dude? I know we've talked about this a million times, but I'm just going to say it. Can you just imagine if, like, Grievous was... He showed up into, like, when the attack begins on Geonosis, if Grievous was, like... Like, you just saw him at the end, and, like, he didn't even really get to fight, but he... 
was menacing and he like kind of teased you going into episode three. What a perfect way to so coming through that after, fog and like the sandstorm, like ah, like an after credit scene in for the for the prequels, dude. If they did them back then, yeah, yeah, like a Dooku thing f- for uh, after episode one, a grievous thing for after episode two. Mm-hmm. Would have been perfect. And then Post more Darth scenes. Vader shit. They could have just put Rogue One as the after credit scene for episode three. <laughs> the entire movie. <laughs> the entire movie. No, it's episode four would be the post credits for Rogue One. Oh, what is that? Liquid Death. Mm-hmm. Oh, did you get one of the flavored ones? Yeah, I saw it uh, for the first time on a on a shelf today. So I, I yeah, I haven't one. found them yet. It's called it Bury It Alive, like a blueberry. Nice. Is it good? Oh, you haven't opened it yet. I haven't sustained. Sorry, man. I couldn't tell if the top was open or not. You just showed me the sign. Smells like berries. Yeah, dude. Taste test, dude. Sniff test. You rate it one to three. Sip test. Sound test. (laughs) That was the most egregious (laughs) consuming of liquid I've ever seen in my life. It's all right. (laughs) No, it's pretty good. It's, 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 uh, very very mild, which is what I kind of wanted. The right. flavor it's, is not like crazy. It's 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 yeah. there, but it ain't like overly sugary or good. anything like that. Yeah, it's good. Good. We'll give it a, a rating, one out of three, like the olden days. Yeah, man. I'm gonna. It's at least a strong two. If I'm I'm gonna sip That's on it. it, it could bump up to two or three. It's actually really good. Fuck yeah, man! Like I said, it's just a liquid death or new. Uh, flavored one so this one's buried alive cool kind of a cool can still haven't found them so who knows contains zero percent juice so it's good <laughs> that's how you know it's good it's real <laughs> panther and no <laughs> juice that's the one i haven't seen in a long time man yeah i don't know if i own that I used to watch that on repeat dude that was the most quotable movie that might be the most like quotable movie for our generation Either that or Superbed. Superbed. I watched Superbed the other day. I had a uh, one of my edible things. I was giggling like a fucking school chicken, man. I was so... Ah. He's like, <laughs> school chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not staff. <laughs> I mean, because you're not staff. Dude, I love that movie. It was yeah. timing. It was perfect timing. I don't expect anybody else in the entire universe to understand or like that movie as much as we did. Yeah. Because we literally were freshmen in college when that movie came out. It was 2007. And we saw it in theaters. And the movie is literally about our life that was happening like within the past six months. And I was like, (laughs) I know. Yeah, it was was perfect timing. And it's green beer for your information. What a ridiculous plot, too. I would never do that. I would never drink that beer. Fine. I probably would have. I probably would have. Not going to (laughs) lie. depends how many I've had before and then the party runs out then maybe but that was supposed to be like the only alcohol of the party he, his whole plan was we lost everything I think two detergent containers full of <laughs> beer will p- supply the whole party it's ridiculous mm-hmm. you get poisoning from that you're drinking soap you could shit. die call poison control pretty worth it I mean you could die from getting too hammered I guess as well yeah or smashing your potential girlfriend's face that's true I, wanna, I wish we had a prequel to that. Or, a, sorry, a sequel. You think they'll do that? Like a reboot? You know how they're doing everything nowadays? Like catch up with them when they have kids and like 
they reconnect and they're like, man, I haven't seen you forever. And then they start partying. They get into the same kind of debauchery. Just start drawing dicks everywhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Would you see that? I watch it. Well, the bad thing is they they kind of did like a prequel esque thing, and they called it the Good Good Boys, but just about like ten year old kids, and it was supposed to be a debaucherous of. No, I'm talking about like the act, like the same I cast. Know. I know. So it's I'm just not saying, a it's not a all that shit was made, and it was a terrible movie. But okay, okay. Well, I'm just letting you know, Harry Potter uh, too coming out again. Okay. Speaking mm-hmm. of Harry Potter, dude, I posted this in the chat, but there's a weird L. Um, movie coming out biopic a, a weird al yeah a biopic oh, that's right what's his daniel face radcliffe harry potter is playing Ugh. weird al man how fucking weird i'm not even oh. mad at it it's it's i mean it looks like it's gonna fit i just was <laughs> like he's I gonna caught, do a I good just, job I just, sorry i just understood my own joke oh is that what you were doing this about <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so funny holy shit no it looks pretty good man Looks pretty good. He shared it. That's how I saw it. He shared it somewhere. And I'm like, well, at least he's like, you know, he signed off on it. Hopefully he, uh, I don't know how much creative control he probably had, but if he's involved, I'll see it. Here we go. He's he's legit. Weird. The Al Yankovic story. Yep. (laughs) From my Bologna. (laughs) I'm trying to look. uh, Oh, I see a. Wow. If they're going to have scenes of him like making UHF, I'm going to be so happy. That's all I want to see. Matt oh, and look. his Star Wars spoofs. Wow. Oh, this must be a spoof thing. What? Okay. Sorry. I'm, I'm watching. I looked up the Weird Al thing and it's uh, a funny or die little clip that came up. Oh. But it's um, Ryan Paul. Who's who plays uh, Jesse? Ryan Aaron Paul. Don. Aaron Paul. Uh, yes, Aaron Paul. Looks like he played uh, Weird Al. Yeah, I, I I'll watch a. I'll watch it. I will watch that. Yeah, looks interesting. Definitely worth seeing. Speaking oh. of things that are worth seeing, what have you not seen? What's that? I was just asking, what have you not seen in the past week? All of it. Yeah, a little bit. Um, yeah, uh, CNN posted uh, an article about you have to see Daniel Radcliffe as Weird Al Yankovic. Here's a quick picture. I mean, you put on a uh, floral f- button up and put on, you know, the curly hair. And I mean, anybody looks like Weird Al. He has such a unique look. Oh, yeah. And those big glasses. Yep. He's got the glasses and a mustache. Yeah. 730. I think that's how the is, most how is that funny? Why is that funny to any anything? I, Seven thirty. I sat there way, and giggled. The way he exclaims it, I think. Yeah. And then, see you later, Bob. <laughs> see you later, Bob. It's and also the fact that uh, somebody punched a hole through his wall, and he looked at their <laughs> wristwatch. <laughs> he does like normalize extraordinary things like right. crazy things are happening but the like character's a, like oh yeah this is just every day the mashed potatoes seven and not that he's worried about someone punched through the wall he's worried about it being 730 right exactly <laughs> yeah that whole scene there's just like glass breaking and karate students getting thrown out the window yeah yep. big Edna 
pretty good. What a ridiculous yeah. fucking movie, dude. It's terrible. That's why it's great. Uh, I have something from Moon Knight that reminded me of that, but you haven't seen that, so I can't talk about it. But maybe once you do see it, it will remind you of the same thing. Whoa. I'm coming across some crazy shit here. What? What rabbit in, hole have you gone down? In 1980, 1985, there was a Weird Al mockumentary about the life of Weird Al. It was called The Complete Al, and it debuted in 1985. Mock, uh, like made by him or somebody else? Uh, the title in the film is a parody of the 1982 documentary The Complete Beatles. Oh, of course he did that. That's got to be him then if it's a parody documentary. <laughs> directed by, written by, yeah, Weird Al is one of the writers. But it okay. wasn't produced or directed by him. Oh. Music was by him, so you know it's good. Yeah, the complete the complete Al. I'm going to have to look that up. Because he wasn't even like remotely big. I mean, of course he was big in the 80s, but. No, he was big. But I feel like. There's three 90s albums that just like took way the fuck off. Oh, yeah. Well, he's got how many? The Bad Hair Day. Grammys and then there was the, the Nirvana one. Wasn't that on Bad Hair Day? No. Maybe. But then there was Running With Scissors. Yeah. So there, yeah. I think there was three of them. Yeah, that was the big one. The only... I always regretted, or I was jealous of you guys. The only one I ever had was a compilation. It was the food album. It was all of his food songs. Oh, yeah. Like I asked my mom for a weird LCD for Christmas and that's what I got. So I couldn't listen to the, the Saga Begins or anything cool. Oh, like the other one. No, I was right. Off the Deep End is 1992. That's his um, Oh, that's right. Nirvana yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, Bad yeah. Hair Day was 1996. Yep. Yep. I remember now. Yeah, oh, man, man. He did one in between there. 1993. Alapalooza. That's the one with Of course. Yeah, There's a lot of them, man. He's good too, man. His his recent stuff is, is still good. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's a savage musician. For real. Cool, man. Yeah, I'll watch that shit. What, what is your favorite Star Wars story? Um you don't mean this two spin-off movies that are called Star Wars stories, do you? No. <laughs> what I'm saying is the written story, you know, the original trilogy is a farm boy. That becomes a god. You know the answer to this. Do I? It can only be two things. It's either Bane or Kotor. Oh, I meant movies. Oh. So I, I mean, I am like a I'm story in the Star Wars universe. I'm limiting us a lot. So I was I was looking at the, the the three trilogies. Okay. I was wondering which one, you know, regardless of the film part of it, what was the best storyline? You know, a chosen one bastard kid. Mm-hmm. The second one was obviously the farm boy who becomes becomes an ace pilot and son of Darth Vader and, and Grandmaster Jedi. Grandmaster Jedi, and then the sequels. Yeah, yeah, it's tough because they they play off each other. They they do lean on each other quite a bit. Yeah, like I want to say the prequels, be, but I think that only works because you have a sense of what the Jedi. You have a sense of what the Jedi could be when you watch the original trilogy and then you go back and watch the prequels and they mean it. You know, I I think it'll work though. Like, I think it would work on its own. Like if somebody was fresh to Star Wars and you started them with the prequels, I think that would still work. I think so too. Yeah. I'm going to go with that. My answer was actually the sequels. I love the dyad. 
It has potential, but you know the way if like Ray was still a nobody in nine, I think that, I would definitely say the sequels. And I agree, I agree. Yeah, because if she wasn't a Palpatine, I think it would mean a lot more. Oh yeah, um, especially the dyad aspect of it. But no, I, I right. like on paper where there's a trained assassin in Kylo Ren, and he meets his match in this scavenger girl who's supposed to be a nobody. Yeah, but you know. Force, force has it, you know. Goddamn, force diet. has it. <laughs> what? <laughs> Unbeknownst. Unbeknownst to them, the force had different plans. Yeah, it was force definitely a heading joke, in the right dude. direction. Force is a joke. Why? Why do you say that, dude? Force Back isn't even the force isn't even real. From a certain point of view, dude. <laughs> It does away every argument. You can't it doesn't, argue with me. The force is fake. Oh, I'm 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 hearing things. Yep. This is the chosen one. We we've we figured it out. What are you on right now? How does the prophecy work? Did the force speak to them or did like in Harry Potter like somebody gives the prophecy? Like Where it, did the prophecy come from? Was it planned was it Palpatine the whole time? Palpatine planted the somehow prophecy? from the very beginning. Yep. It was him. No, but it's been wasn't it like around in the Jedi order for like a couple decades before they found no, who the chosen thousands, one was. Thousands of years. Okay. Because I think there was a false chosen one like several times. Okay. And they fell off a building or something. They're like, fuck, that wasn't it. Right. So who came up with it? I don't know. It's almost just like they were so bored out of their mind and they had no enemies for a thousand years. They're like, get this. There's going to be one guy, <laughs> one guy who comes along and fixes all this. And they're all staring around like, we have no enemies. There's nothing to fix. Yeah, but he's going to come along and fix it even more. He's going to come on and start all the problems himself and then fix gonna, some of them. And, and his son's going to help fix them too. <laughs> yeah, I like the Jedi were bored as fuck. Peace and happiness, you know. You guys need to get a fucking hobby. Yeah. Stop dreaming up theories of galaxy ending chosen ones and waiting for them in anticipation i can't wait for the murderer to come <laughs> what's the consensus now that the sequels are over because i know there was like a chosen one debate like from a certain point of view it could have been luke or whatever and like maybe when we saw episode seven we think maybe it could have been ray but has have the fandom landed on like it's still like anakin from the very beginning, like he's the official chosen one, or was that still wrong by the Jedi? Is isn't that the great thing? From a certain point of view, yeah, mm -hmm. you can apply it to each person. I think those three people are the ones that are up for debate. Yeah, Ray ends it all, but it's almost like yeah. none of them can do it without the others. Like Ray right. wouldn't have been there and able to do it without Luke's help. Luke wouldn't have been able to do it if he his dad wasn't born by the goddamn giblets of the Force. <laughs> You're on another level, dude. It's not another level. It's the same level we've always been on. The giblets of the force. <laughs> the giblets of the force. Yeah, what a crazy story. Isn't that so much more interesting than like, uh, was a strong person's offspring? A, a great warrior. Like they were, like you said, they were with the dyad is such a cool concept in the sequels and they were halfway there. And it's like the dyad spawned Ray because it also spawned Kylo Ren and it had to balance itself out. It's so much better. Even if it's even if it's half repeating how Anakin was created, it's so much better than oh, it's Palpatine. 
Oh, here. Davey says, uh, so George Lucas said it, that it was Anakin, and then Luke Filoni said it was Luco. I don't know. Recently, I heard someone say that Lucas said it was actually Leia in his sequel. Oh, if he had written the sequel series. Oh, if he had, that would have been nice. But just keep it just keeps changing. It bounces from one person to another. Like it was Anakin, then it was Luke, and then the sequel trilogy, it would have been Leia. Then what happens in episode 10? Dude, Leia. Is it Leia is it was R2 the key to everything? Leia was the key to everything. No, dude, Jar Jar was the key to everything. It's true. Devil Lucas himself Felgus. said it. He said those words. Have you uh, I'm I I'm we don't need to go down there. What? Jar Jar Binks. What about him? You know how ridiculous... How, whatever happened to Valorum? Uh, they just he, said, we don't want you anymore. And then he just left and died. He retired. Immediately, that, later that evening. If Lucasfilm had balls, they would do something with that. Valorum. Like, what was he doing in the background during the entire Clone Wars? You know, it's, it's almost... It's already broken fucking trilogy. In episode one... Padme goes to the cor- to Coruscant mm-hmm. to plead her case about her globe being attacked. <laughs> and Palpatine walks in and says, you could vote for a uh, move for a vote of no confidence. And she goes to Valorum, who's our biggest supporter. Like, how did she go from that to being like, oh, democracy isn't working as fast as I thought. Kick him out. Like, well, him. she tries, though. Because he says that, and she's like, he's been our strongest supporter. And then she goes and pleads her case, and they're all just like, hey, the Emoidians didn't say it happened, so it didn't yep. happen. Sorry. We'll send someone in about three months. Is that fine with you? <laughs> right. And then she's like, she says something about a committee, like her, her daughter. And then that's when no action's happening. That's when he starts to like get Sovereignty now. That's something along those lines. <laughs> Maybe that's her attraction to Anakin. Anakin's, Anakin's a doer. Like no matter what's what's oh, happening, yeah, he's always in the middle of it, of it, and he's just doing it. Yeah. And that's yeah. Padme's like, oh, see, he gets shit done. He breaks yeah. shit along the way, but he gets shit done. So I'm gonna exactly. follow his ass. So. Yeah, that's got to be part of it. Yeah, well, and she does too. You know, that's why she was so fucking. True. Even though that was her, it was her bodyguard and not her. But that's why she was so pissed about sitting there and watching them not vote on anything for like five minutes. No. Yeah, you remember the fucking Mohanic guys just doing one of these deals? Means fuck off. Dude, Senate Chamber is one of the coolest things in episode one. I agree. I remember even as a kid, I didn't know what the fuck they were talking about politics. I was like, this setting is awesome. Yeah, it still hits hard, man. It still hits hard. I mean, Naboo alone hits hard. Honestly, the one of the scenes that I, I caught while watching episode one today was the underwater swim down to Utagunga mm-hmm. or whatever it's called. Yep. My God, when it just look, comes up uh, on the horizon over like a crest mm-hmm. underwater, you're like, what? This is fucking crazy. The blended core. I love it. All that underwater stuff, sweet. It is fun, man. It's 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 an adventure. And I do I personally feel like we got away from that aspect of the adventure in the sequels. But to my own point, 
I, I do think the original trilogy was pretty limited in the adventurous part of it. They all had like one thing, like Snow Planet for episode five and then Endor in episode six. And that's kind of what they stuck to. And the prequels were like, every fucking planet, who oh, cares? Yeah. Utapau and Mustafar and all of it. Yeah, having said that though, on one, it's Tatooine, which you've seen, it's Coruscant and it's Naboo. Yeah. For episode but it, one. It, but it fe- yeah, it's Coruscant. But it, We've never been to Coruscant. No, I know, but there's only three planets is what I'm saying. Yeah, but you get to see underwater in one of them. That's a whole oh. new world. Three and a half, then. And then An you're underwater right. Underwater place you swim to. <laughs> Misa been banished. Misa been banished. <laughs> to your point, though, in episode two and three is when they start to go, you know, galactically balls deep. And there's so many planets in each but, one, it's hard to keep track of. You know what I always say? What? There's so much you can do on one planet. And what do we get at the end of episode four? Or I'm sorry, at the end of episode one. We get four fucking things going on on the same planet. It's so fun. I know it's a jumble. It's it's, it's a bit of a jumble, but it all impacts each other. Yeah. Like if if the Gungans didn't do their job out on the fucking hills, they would have blown, blown them to bits and then went right back to the city and killed everybody there. Yep. Like everything needed to go right and it did. But it's you're on edge. You get to see the first crazy ass Jedi double bladed lightsaber duel. It's like you're like, oh and, and as a two kid, on one. Yeah. 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 And losing as a kid as a kid. Losing. Boy. Losing two on one. Well, Obi Wan Kenobi really. is Oh, yeah. He got kicked in the head like three times before he even attacked. <laughs> well, if it's two to one and then it's one to zero, I think they still won. Like, there's a casualty, but he still won. Mm. Well, it's zero, It's one to 0.5. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what am I saying? Maul's still alive. <laughs> yeah, Maul, Maul lived. Does Never it mind. take anything away? I know. I, I hate as, it. Aside from Maul living, because it is a ridiculous thing, does it yeah. take anything away from Kenobi in episode one? I mean, it's one of the things that I'm most split on because I love what they did, what they were able to do with Maul. I mean, he's a fan favorite character. To be able to explore him a little bit more was nice. But yeah, the fact that he survived at all is just like, ugh, come on, man. Come on, man. So I'm split. I'm split down the goddamn middle on that. What do you think? I think as a character... Obi-Wan Kenobi, it doesn't really matter. His trial, his his uh, proving himself yeah. was him defeating Maul. Regardless for, of Maul actually dying, he did defeat him in battle. Right. So I think that it was more of a proving ground. And, you know, of course, hatred boils down into Crab City once Maul, <laughs> Maul gets them legs. And then but. he has another way to prove himself uh, when it circles all the way around and he kills him for real. Like that's a totally different version of Obi-Wan who's seen that's just it. Seen it all and done it all and like you know has to kill this guy because he's going to kill you but doesn't enjoy it. He's not angry about it. He's like almost at peace with it. Yeah. I always wonder how the Jedi... Oh, there's certain lightsaber um, techniques, forms, styles. forms. Thank you. That was the word. But it almost puts you in a box. Like, you, oh, you use one through seven or however many forms. Mm-hmm. So there's d- certain other forms you can combat them with, or you can use the same form, or it could be something weird. 
if some dude just walked up and started fucking freaking on you, what form are you supposed to? You're like, okay, anti-freak form, form. Yeah, there's, there's a form for that. There's you can you, let's pickle that. You can pickle that. <laughs> Shinobi would know, but I'm sure they. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they've developed. It is weird that, like, how many styles of martial arts do we have here, in the real world on Earth? Mm-hmm. It's weird that over thousands of years, the Jedi only came up with seven. Seven, yeah. And Swing then, right to left, left to right, <laughs> up and down. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, you know, people like Bruce Lee was like combining two forms of martial arts into his own thing. Like, I'm surprised mm-hmm. they... I guess I didn't expect them to like put that on display in one of the movies, but it would be interesting if like... Like, Ray doesn't know any of the forms. So she's kind of making it up as she goes. Right. So is she using one or is she like, I don't know. It would have been nice makes, for them to makes, throw that in. Yeah, she makes do. She she swings the stick hard. It's form zero. There's, form yeah. uh, street smarts. There was no form. <laughs> We've oh, gotten man. somewhere today. Dude. Yeah. Wild crazy. How wild and crazy kids. Wild and crazy kids. Uh, do you like the fight in Phantom Menace where Darth Maul first shows up and he jumps off a speeder bike and they duel real quick? You know, that's that even as a kid, that one never really hit me. I feel like it could have been better. But the fact that like Qui-Gon is so not overmatched, he's just not ready for it. Like it's it's a weird cut, first of all. Like I got to go pick up Anakin. So he leaves. Then all of a sudden they're running through the desert and you're like, wait, what the fuck is happening? And right, then, like, why are they running in the first place? It would have been, yeah, it would have been nice just like a five second clip of Maul standing on a hill watching them ride across and then jumps down and it's going to go after them. Like, small, yeah. real small like that, but it is a weird cut. I'm or Qui Gon like senses it and like starts running. Right, right, right. Something. But we don't get that. Yeah. Um. I mean, the only reason I did like it, it sounds dumb, but I have it. I had a toy of him, of Maul, with only the single blade out. It's cool. It's a good look. Yeah, he's it's got a cool this cloak look. up and his hood up. Yeah, and it's, he's fully cloaked. He's only using one blade, but it also like think of how a blade works. Like you have like dual hilts, so you can really like leverage your blade. Oh yeah, and swing it harder. Hard. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah all he's that got to that say, leverage. I, I think it could have been better. It still to this day doesn't really hit me. It's like nah. a quick pop, 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 run. Time to take I, off. I wonder <laughs> if I've always liked it, and I wonder if that's because uh, I had the Lego set. <laughs> yeah, it all comes down to toys. Which toys did you have? 100%. Like when I left, we left the theater, went to Walmart so I could get Star Wars Legos, and that's the first one I got. So it was like Maul and his little speeder bike, Anakin, Qui Gon, their lightsabers. And I think, I think that was it. Like maybe like a moisture evaporator or something. <laughs> like those weird Star Wars sets that are like a scene and not like a, a ship or something. Right. It was a weird one for me to pick, but yeah. And it's always stuck in my head. You know, your first Star Wars Lego was Darth Maul. It's pretty badass. Yeah. Maul is one of the coolest characters. Like just on, on the surface, like a double-bladed Sith assassin Doesn't who's talk. non-human, has tattoos, yeah. like you see that as a kid, and you're like, yep, bad guy. He's fucking cool. Yep. He's got horns, dude. <laughs> Why do we always, horns. as kids, like love the bad guys so much? 
Like it's Darth true. Vader's like if you're too young, he's scary. But if you're at the right age, it's like Darth Vader's a fucking badass, dude. Oh yeah. Even in the good guys, who's our favorite? Oh, Batman. He's basically a villain. And specifically for me, the Batman that kills people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, yeah. I mean, bad guys make changes. That's what they do. They get shit they, done, like you said. They, they also get test, shit done. Test the good guys. Yeah, which I think everybody needs. You know, you don't have to murder younglings to do so, but you know, sometimes. to test the test the well. Sometimes, you sometimes know. it gets to that point, man. Thursday afternoons, got these younglings else. are talking back. They won't eat their fucking grapes, space Brussels. Grapes. What do you think they serve at the Jedi Temple? Just grapes. Just like prison food. <laughs> just, just grapes. Grapes and crepes, man. Y'all got jam. <laughs> no, just grapes. We got free jam. What's? <laughs> I want some wine. Oh, that's post jam. Hang on. <laughs> post jam. <laughs> what's your What's your favorite flavor of uh, jelly? Oh, this is actually really tough. First of all, I eat jam. Jelly's it's a little same thing, isn't it? Nah, I think jelly is a little like little more gelatinous. Soda. Jam is little, just like smashed, more or less. I I like jam because it's more spreadable. Okay. Um, it's <laughs> tough. It's cute. tough for me because I do, of course, like the classic grape, but I I buy the strawberry one quite often. Nice. Um. I did try. This is weird. <laughs> I love. Sorry, right. it just popped in my head. I I, I am a PB and J fanatic. Nice. I, I will eat a PB and J any day. I'll I change up the bread. I'll change up the bread. I'll change up the peanut butter. I'll change up the jam. I'll mix them all together. Hell yeah. Um, but I had a pear jam. It was something weird. It it wasn't quite as good. I'm not gonna lie. It was uh, like peach eh, maybe. Peach. My wife's been buying this apricot. Jam. That's what it was. Apricot. Okay. Yeah. Apricot it was fine. Preserves, man. It was fine. Um, but long story short, I probably would say classic, classic uh, grape. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like the grape. Strawberry is very, very close. I do strawberry probably fifty percent of the time. I would say blackberry is my favorite fruit, but for jam, I think I would go strawberries number one. I wonder Followed if they, you could make like blackberry. a. Banana jam. Banana jam. That's one of those things that people um, hate or love bananas. I love bananas. I'll eat bananas all day. I loved them for a while, but now I don't like them unless it's uh, sliced up banana in my Cheerios. I'll still have that. I make what's called a banana smash. It's a it's peanut butter on bread. And I oh I slice open a, a banana, cut it in half, and literally throw it on the bread and then smash the top of it, the top of the bread. Yeah. Just to squeeze it down. Yep. And it's so fucking filling. A banana with some peanut butter on bread. I've always heard about that, man. I've never been into the banana peanut butter combo. Ooh. I've Ooh. heard people will throw bacon on it too. Bacon on bacon banana, banana peanut butter sandwich. Yeah. And if you put some butter on the outside and like grilled cheese it up. I've heard I've heard. Mm, That's a popular I, one. I have to try a toasted banana smash. With bacon. I want to pass on the bacon. I got smokies oh, maybe. Throw dude. some smokies on there. The bacon makes more sense than anything, I think, because once you've had like pancakes and bacon or chicken and waffles, like you get the the fatty, savory of the bacon and the sweetness. That's a good combo. Salty. Or like candied bacon. I don't like, like candied bacon that, that much. It's fine. You cross a line where I'm just eating a bunch of brown sugar. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> you're like, what the? Yeah. Holy shit. Jolly Rancher. 
what is every what do you think Star Wars characters like favorite snack foods are? Um, Yoda's is definitely goldfish. <laughs> That's not I'm not joking. <laughs> Chocolate frogs from Harry Potter. Chocolate frogs. Real frogs from the bit Dagobah. Uh, Anakin's is younglings. <laughs> <laughs> Mace's is straight vodka. I was just kind of—I was going down that <laughs> same path. <laughs> straight vodka, no ice, no chaser. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh man! You said you had a sultry salutation. That was the uh, liquid death. I was going. Oh, liquid death. A water review, eh? That's a good one. I'll accept it. Have you beat Elden Ring yet? No. Okay, me neither. <laughs> I haven't turned it on. Ooh, here's a random thing that popped up. Uh, what's today? The ninth. Popped up today on StarWars.com. I don't want to talk about it if it's Star Wars. Go ahead. 20 unforgettable quotes from Attack of the Clones. <laughs> okay. It's a weird one to just kind of randomly throw out there, but... Yeah, uh, I, thought it would, I thought it would be like 20 quotes from like Star Wars, like all of Star Wars. Yeah, it's <laughs> specifically Attack of the Clones. Uh, number one, we are keepers of the peace, not soldiers. Not really, Mace Windu. Uh, you just got done fighting a battle before this whole fucking scene. Uh, you seem a little on edge. Oh, we want to Anakin, of course. Of course, I have a boner right now, Master. <laughs> you know. I haven't seen it since I was nine. My body's changed a lot since then. Oh, this one. Not that I haven't noticed it. I just haven't thought about it for a second. Uh, Obi-Wan says to Anakin, why do I get the feeling you're going to be the death of me? Yeah, it's too easy. <laughs> yep. I don't want to really s- swung that one. Uh, yeah. Slope, I don't want to so sell you death sticks. Is any other one? Oh, Sleaze Bagano. Bagano. Sleaze Bagano. Oh, yes. Uh, you oh, you think it? he'll make a, a reappearance in yes. Kenobi? Yeah, dude. He turned his life around. Now he's like a fucking pastor or something. Continue. Ooh, Padme says, quote, mentors have a way of seeing more of our faults than we would like. It's the only way we grow. Yeah, she's a wise woman. She is. Uh, compassion. Ja- hey, bef- wait, before you go on, Jamie's asking if Vader actually did kill Obi-Wan. Ah, there is I no answer. So. I don't think so. I think I think Obi Wan f- fulfilled his his duty in letting Luke, Han, and Leia get away by sacrificing himself. And right before Vader kills him, he becomes one with the Force because he served his full purpose. That was his full purpose, though. I mean, at that point, his purpose was to to protect Luke and train him, and he had trained him as much as he could <laughs> in that twenty minute. Right, but still. (laughs) And uh, he helped him get away. Otherwise, quite literally, Vader probably would have confronted Luke right then and there. Yeah, no, I get it. And either figured it out that he, he, you know, I don't know. Yeah, by the time Vader's lightsaber actually like gets to Obi-Wan, he has already vanished. So. I I don't know why. I feel like he could have done something to get away. Yeah. He could have blocked. He could have, you Do know, barrel. he's basically just distracting him. He's not even like, 
I don't know. Vader took one faster step. He would have. Yeah. Or if Luke missed his shot trying to blast the door controls, they would have been fucked. Yeah. He should have just grabbed the Millennium Falcon out of the hangar. It's Vader after all. Come on. Let's be honest. Yeah. He should have. Force Unleashed. Truly wonderful the mind of a child is. <laughs> this kid's smarter than my best master. I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating. No! Gets oh, boo. Here's a, here's a good one. At I'm just a simple it. man trying to make my way in the universe. Now we're it's talking, weird, It's weird that he says universe, by the way. I love it. They, so even in the Star Wars galaxy... They are acknowledging that were there only one galaxy in the entire universe. Yep. So he's just trying to make his way in the universe in which we already live. They're because smart that enough. happened a long time ago. Yes. They're smart enough to know that they don't know everything. Yes. Once you once you do see Doctor Strange, it's going to make your mind start warping even even crazier about different universes and realities and galaxies and multiverse. It's kind of hoping there would be a Star Wars Easter egg in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Number 10, I promise you, I will even learn to stop people from dying. From I'm not going to even lie. I, it's been a minute since I've watched episode two. I'm not sure I would have ever picked that quote out that he said that. Like, yeah, Lucas is planting seeds for three right there. Right. Definitely. Right, and it clearly happens on Tatooine right at probably right after his mother dies. So I'm sure I'm assuming it's with that scene where he's yelling at, not yelling at, but yelling to uh, Padme. Yeah, I think it's right after he kills the Tuskins. Yeah, I don't know how, why that one never stuck with me. I don't remember him saying that exact quote. He's pissed. Um, it's all Obi Wan's fault. He's jealous. He's holding me back. Yeah, he's I love democracy. Bitch. I love the Republic. <laughs> I bet so. Yeah, he does. He turns it, he makes it even better. When you're in control of it, yeah, you better love it. I forgot. I forgot Anakin lost a lightsaber in in episode two. Oh, not again. Obi-Wan's going to kill me. Yeah, when they're doing the, the car chase, you know, it's... No, he, because Obi-Wan grabs it and gives it back to him. And then he loses it in the droid factory. Yeah, so it must break in the Droid factory. Droid factory. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, I that's think, right. Because then once all the Jedi show up, they throw one to them. Yeah. They're like, hey, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Good call. Yeah, when they're chained up and shit. Does he, is he wielding a green one in episode two in that battle? Ooh. I don't I think he thinks so because think once so they start fighting Count Dooku, he grabs Obi-Wan's and he uses both. Also, what a weird thing for Obi-Wan to... Like, you've probably never used two lightsabers. You've never fought this crazy savage of a Sith. But in order to help you, I'm going to chuck... He looks badass with a green, dude. I know. I bet people that love Luke, when they saw that in theaters, were freaking the fuck out. It's true. That's awesome. Oh, Padme Amidalem. But you missed it. Sorry, what? No, no, it's okay. You missed it already. I will not repeat it, dude. Okay. He's not going to hammer me. No, you were talking about how the OT people would be hyped about seeing it. No, before that, while you were looking at your book, I was just saying, what? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. 
when Anakin goes up against Dooku and Obi-Wan gets, you know, put down, it's surprising that he would be like, here, take my lightsaber. I think if you dual wield, you'll have a better chance, even though you've probably never dual never. wielded and you don't practice that and you've You're never seen a Sith before. Trusting in the chosen one at that point. Right. Deal with him, Anakin. There was a prophecy that I should give you my lightsaber. Anakin, fight. <laughs> Finish him. Say some more quotes to me. This one's weird. See, there's a lot of about episode two. I don't know it nearly as as well as the, any of the other ones. So this quote's from uh, Padme. I think our lives are about to be destroyed. Anyway, I truly, deeply love you. And before we die, I want you to know. Yep. And I don't remember her saying that much during that, I guess. Yep. She's whispering. <laughs> She's about to cry. Obi-Wan Kenobi, quote, Good job. <laughs> That's a good one to include. That's a good one. Then we decided oh. to come and rescue you. Wow. Looks up at his handcuffs. Good job. Mace Windu. This party's over. <laughs> That's such a badass line. That's a terrible, terrible line. Oh, come on, dude. That's an Arnold Schwarzenegger. This party's over. Yeah, exactly. Over. It's a one-liner. It's perfect. <laughs> and it's over. Samuel L. Jackson, dude. It's perfect. wonder if it he almost- just made that up on his own. It's shit like that, though, that downplays the complete massacre that is happening at that event. Well, that and C-3PO shouting and running around with his head Run, cut it's off. It's Alpha 5. Ay, 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 right, dude. exactly. It's like just people, Jedi stuff. are dying right now. Coleman Trevor just fell off the fucking roof. Like, <laughs> chill out. Coleman? He ain't here, okay? He died. <laughs> Coleman Trevor, no. I called aggressive negotiations. Oh, do you now? Well, negotiations with a lightsaber. This is one of my least favorite. Least favorite. This is my one that I hate it. Good call, my young Padawan. Dude, that is like the most cringe moment in the entire prequels. It does, it does so much. It puts Anakin in his place as clearly the Padawan, the learner, in front of his new fucking senator girlfriend. Right. Like, and, and Obi-Wan's surprise. Like, oh, that's actually decent feedback for a bitch. That's basically what he's. <laughs> that's basically what Obi Wan's saying. I didn't teach you that. Wow. <laughs> I've become more powerful than any any Jedi, even you. Oh, Dooku talking shit to Yoda. I, I think that's true. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know, man. Certain point of view. Of course, the classic begun the Clone War has. That's interesting phrasing, especially when it's called the Clone Wars. But it is just one war. The Clone Battles, one war. It's very true. I always, be, that always be stuck called the with Clone me. War. That always stuck with me that Yoda said it like that. Like that, I think grammatically probably makes the most sense. Yeah, even though he's talking backwards grammatically. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean it's true. That makes sense grammatically. Because but, uh, the Clone War has. Yeah, how weird would it be if the cartoon was called like Star Wars? The Clone War. I would have been completely fine with it, to be honest. Yeah. Well, it's just because we're not used to it. I think it's weird hearing it. It's also... It makes sense. It's one of the Star Wars. The Clone War is one of the Star Wars. Also, there are, from a certain point of view, the the war reaches so many planets. Like, you could almost break the Clone War up into, okay, this is the Tatooine part of the war. This is the yeah. Utapau part of the war, and it's it's about the Clone Wars. There's many of them going on. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't yeah, like another. Yeah, one. I think the best stuff. You can, uh, 
Bacta. When did they go from Bacta to uh, MedPacks or vice versa? Uh, oh, man. I feel like I just heard something about the invention of Bacta. And now I can't remember what the fuck it was. Oh, it is. It's in the High Republic. Uh, they yes. are retroacting. Yeah, they're, they're fixing all that because originally Bacta was a part of KOTOR. You sure? Oh, yeah. The Crash Republic pilots on Terrace are sitting in Bacta tanks. Well, not only that, but on uh, Manan... It's the Bacta that they're farming, right? The Colto. Oh, it is It is the Colto. Yeah, but what, is that an ingredient for Bacta? You might be right at the end of the day. Because I thought that's what it was. They were. It was healing properties of, of that stuff. It could be different, but... It can be. No, it was found on the water of the oceanic planet Manan... Uh, it just says it's a healing substance. Oh, so, it, so it's maybe it's not an ingredient. The very beginning of Bacta, they they went hunting for other. What? That's so weird. It's a liquid that can only be found naturally on the depths of the ocean. How's it? If it's in the ocean, how is it also a liquid that's not? It's like Mario when you go swimming, you just heal. Right. You ever play Mario sixty four? You get hurt, you jump into water, ping, 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 ping. Yep, full health, bitch. Yep. Until you fucking can't breathe anymore. True. Colto tank. Huh. Oh, there you go. It's right there. Yeah, I would have sworn it was like, oh, it was Colto was also one of the primary components of med packs. So okay. you were you were half right. It was like the Republic wanted to harvest it so they could make more med packs. I thought it had healing properties of some type. It does. Pork product of some type. Um <coughs> excuse me. Did you watch Wayne's World last week when you said you were going to? You didn't. Mm. No. Or did you? Yes. I didn't do it. <laughs> yes. Didn't happen. May 25th, man. Kenobi. 27th. Uh, Pushed it back by two days, remember? Oh, I am. It's Friday, dude. A double episode, baby. <laughs> Have you heard about any of the panels that are going on at uh, Anaheim? Celebration. I've I've seen a couple emails come through, but um, sad that I won't be there, so I deleted them and I want to look and get jealous. I'm sure five seconds after they start, I will be able to live stream it or some shit on YouTube or StarWars.com or something like that. Ian McDermott's going to be there, of course. You know what would be nice? Of course, since the very beginning. Somehow is Rosario Dawson. This might be her first opportunity. This will be her first opportunity to visit like a Star Wars thing as... Mm, oh, yeah, that's true. A, I know they've actress. had the um, the voice actress from the um, cartoon there a lot. But yeah. Yeah, yeah that'll be sweet. Well, Hopefully, Saturday, I mean, May 28th, Mando Plus, a conversation with Jon Favreau and Dave Filoni, probably on the making of Mando. That'd be fun. Probably season three trailer. Yeah. Right then. Yep. Behind the scenes of The Mandalorian in the Book of Boba Fett. Cool. Star Wars, uh, Star Wars Com... I can't... I get, I'm skipping that one. Can't Show even your screen. I'll read for you. <laughs> Star Wars Cosplay Competition uh, for oh, an hour. Nice. Oh, here. Again. Well, they, Star Wars Hunters. We forgot about that already. Did I shit? did forget about that. Uh, Tales that of the out? Jedi. For an hour long, live on the Celebration stage, streamed to the Galaxy and the Twin Sun stage. 
Introducing nice. Tales of the Jedi, an animated anthology short with special guest Dave Filoni. So yeah, Tales of the Jedi is uh, more or less confirmed. I heard nice. leak leakings of that. Yeah, um, you mentioned that last week. Good. Marvel, Star Wars comics. Sorry, what did we just... I think we just have a lag. I was just saying, yeah, I think you mentioned that last time. That's good. Of course, Anthony Daniels is going to be there again. <laughs> uh, He's Del always Rey. there, dude. Del Rey behind the scenes. Thrawn book number seven. Yeah, but aren't they heading up more comics? I thought. No, they don't. They're, they or do it's the just books. novels. Yeah. All right. Tales of the Jedi. That's one thing. That, and behind the scenes, of course, of Mando. That'd be fun. Mando and Boba Fett. I would like to sit and just watch Boba Fett again. Give it a good, good second viewing. It's all the way through. Yeah. For how yeah, dumb that at, sounds. You look at no, it's okay. I, I was thinking the same thing of Moon Knight, which just wrapped up because it feels so weird. Like on one hand, it's good to have the episode, let it soak in, kind of discuss it, theorize, and then get the one next week. But it's that one was especially wacky, so it feels so splintered looking back on it. It's like I feel so different about some of these episodes compared to some of the others. Like sometimes the series feels one way, sometimes it feels another one. So just to watch it in one stretch, I think would help. So yeah, Boba Fett, same deal there. And even yeah. Mando. I don't know if I even went back and watched season two like I wanted to. Like I'm sure that one back to front is going to be so different going back. So I think Mando's one of the best things they've come out with. It's the most yeah. unique. You know, the Mandalorian culture and all that. They've touched upon it throughout, you know, even the legend stuff. Of course, we go all the way back to KOTOR where the Mandalorians are a thing. Mm-hmm. It's cool. You can pick up Cassius Fett's armor and not know a fucking thing about him, but you can wear shit. Do you think... So, you know the Mandalorian armor in KOTOR? Kind of looks... Like, don't they, doesn't that just like one big... Looks like a diving helmet almost on top? Um, My question is, do you think it is cool that all Mandalorians have the same kind of armor? from a certain point of view? Um, or do you kind of wish that was just like a Django and Boba Fett thing? I wouldn't say one way or the other. I do think it's cool that like a whole culture has a very similar visor. They all do hit, are tweaked a little bit. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the one that I'm looking at right now was um, what's-his-face, Sherrick, mm-hmm. I think was on, on Dantooine. Dantooine. Yep. His his has like yeah it's it's almost like looks like a probably just because of the bad CGI but it's like a cyclops single visor and he's got just a little sliver yeah he, it's like this if you were quickly looking at it you wouldn't even notice that it's a T <laughs> dude it looks, it looks yeah a little ridiculous it looks ridiculous doesn't it <sighs> yeah I don't know I I. Th- I think it would be cool to make it unique to the Fets. Like if they had their own specific visors that were like technologically advanced beyond the normal Mando stuff. Well, not even the Fets plural because Boba's armor is just his dad's, right? So like that's just like Django Fett's look, you know? He just gave Boba his armor Fett, to his son. Where did Boba Fett get his armor though? He did, took it off of his dead body. Wait, is that canon? He's yeah, physically it's his dad's wearing armor. Mandalor- okay. 
I'm almost positive that's his dad's armor. It just got beat up and he painted it and shit. Really? I don't know why my... I don't know if I knew that. Yeah. I'm sure it's something that we I forgot if someone did tell me. Yeah, I think he even says it in Mando when he's looking, when he's trying to track it down. He's like, that's my father, father's armor or something like that. Mm, I yeah. won't say that's what happened. Let's look it up. Django versus Boba Fett armor. Django versus Boba Fett? That doesn't sound right. Mm. Inherited by his clone son, Boba Fett. Yeah. With Django's death, his armor was passed to Boba. That's what it says on uh, Wikipedia. Must be true. It must be true, man. You know, there's ads on that website. It's a real website. And that is under the canon. Yeah, Boba Fett's armor. Well, I agree with your uh, sentiment. I would like to rewatch Boba Fett too, but I think leading up to Kenobi, I'm going to be going back to prequels and A New Hope instead. And that'll keep me occupied. So, there we go. Yeah, sorry. I was... Yeah, I... hmm. It's kind of blowing my mind a little bit. Like, I knew it, but also when you speak it out loud it's like oh yeah of course so like from the movie point of view before they started Clone Wars animated that I could be wrong like there's no explanation in the movies that he picks up his father's armor no I know but that's all we've they're the only people we've seen in that armor so it's not like yeah it's true movie wise it's theirs it's not like the Mandalorian style until you get to the animated show yeah, what if we yeah, we got to Clone Wars and all the Mandos are wearing something different? Yeah, that would have been cool. Yeah. So I like it and I don't like it at the same time. <laughs> I mean, you have a... Uh, it's a good option. You know, if everybody had something similar or if theirs was unique, I don't know. Yeah. Make it bigger. What's it do? All right, guys. Appreciate everybody tuning in. Yeah, thanks for jumping into the chat, y'all. If you aren't on the chat on the live stream right now, check in. It's usually Monday nights. We live stream every episode. So subscribe to the YouTube channel and fuck around. Fuck further.